This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Interesting uh, interview we just came off of uh, with Gary Johnson. Um, I, it was uh, raucous a little bit. Uh, we we blew off our network spot, which is never a good idea. Uh, and no, I don't think there could idea. be a worse libertarian in, on the face of the planet. I, I can't imagine a libertarian well, nominee being a worse libertarian than Gary Johnson. At least on that issue. I mean, we spent the whole interview basically well, yeah, but on that interview. So many more that he's just... Well, si- Atrocious on. He's atrocious to you on so many more. Like, for example, immigration is a good one, right? You obviously open borders. You completely disagree with him on that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, abortion. I, uh, but right, but but what, just taking one at a time here. Mm. Immigration, abortion falls into the same category. Those are things that are in like believed by many libertarians, right? Like, yeah, but there's many who don't. There I mean, are many that don't. But like, I, like the immigration thing Ron is Paul, in like the, Rand Paul, right? But like. Rand Paul and Ron Paul generally sort of stand out from the from the Libertarian Party platform on, a, on immigration. I've never heard a worse uh, explanation of a guy and where he stands on things than comparing him as a libertarian to a socialist, to a 74-year-old socialist, and saying, I agree with him on 75% of issues. Right. And that, yeah. That's asinine. I, I definitely agree. What I th- find is interesting about the uh, about the, the the religious freedom argument is that is not a controversial issue among libertarians. No, it shouldn't be. Like he's right? legitimately the only libertarian I've ever heard espouse yeah. that viewpoint. Right. Me too. Because th- that was what I was trying to get to with the question, which was like, I you can make a case, right? That some theoretical, horrible religion will come into play and say, I can't serve uh, black people, right? You could, like, let's just say the KKK becomes a religion and they say, I'm not going to serve black people. And they could theoretically argue the same thing as has as happened in the 60s, right? There were people who did argue this in the However, 60s. However, you had to prove precedent. You had to prove that that was a legitimate religious right. belief. So of it yours. failed. First of you, all, and, yeah, and if you can't do that, you're not going to get away with it, right? You're not going to say, Absolutely. like, if you just start a yep. church today that says our church has a doctrine where we can't be involved with blacks at all. Well, that's not going to stand up. You're going to get you're you're going to be sued. You're going to be run out of business, right? And so, and that's why I said it's a theoretical argument. I yeah. know of no 
and representative a religions that, that this would be a problem with at all. Right. But let's just say there mm. is one. You can theoretically come up with an idea and saying, wow, you know, religions could say they don't want to do anything. Um, now, first of all, every libertarian I've ever heard from in my entire life would say, well, yeah, they could do whatever they want. And you know what? As long as they're not hurting, actively hurting someone, mm -hmm. they should be able to refuse business to anyone they want. Like, they're almost always a problem on that side. Because, like, Rand Paul got into that problem. Rand Paul came out and said, you know what, I don't know, Civil Rights Act, would you sign it? And he was like, ah, no, nah, I don't think it. I mean, look, businesses are going to be able to deal with this. They're going to be able to, uh, you know, they're going to be run out of business if they try to do this. And, and you can always go somewhere else. And later had to kind of back off of it because he got went too far to the side of personal freedom. I've never heard a libertarian have an issue going the other way. I know. Like, and that's what I was saying. It's like, why are you trusting why are you worried about what the individual might do to another individual instead of what the government might do to an individual? Right. Why is your limiting principle only you're only concerned with the individual and what they might do as opposed to what the government and they might do? The whole point of libertarianism is to search out and block government from gaining more power, not the mm -hmm. other way around. Um, you know, and so I don't I that is flabbergasting coming from him and I, I really wanted to go into that interview and do a mix i wanted to talk to him not only about religious freedom and supreme court and you know maybe immigration or abortion a few issues that we d really strongly disagree on mm -hmm. but i also wanted to talk to him about his tax plan his his plans on common core uh his plans on government regulation mm -hmm. of businesses his plans, I mean, there's a whole swath of things that he's completely on the other side of uh, Bernie Sanders on and Democrats. But it's such a fascinating thing to see a libertarian come on our air and make those arguments. Now, look, the, the issue here is there's probably going to be, I don't know if there's more than three, or there's probably going to be four candidates on the ballot here in Texas. I, I don't think there's more than four. Uh, maybe there's uh, maybe there's more than four, but as far as I know, there's only four. It's going to be Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, and Green Party. There is no candidate on that ballot that respects religious freedom in any way. None. None of them do. I mean, mm -hmm. I think quite clearly Gary Johnson, who was the only one I had any hope for, quite clearly also does not. Um, so that's clearly. a huge problem if you're in Texas. You know, we had the guy from the Constitution Party on yesterday, uh, Daryl Castle. He's going to be probably on in your state. He's in the mid-30s, I think, 35 to 37 ballots. Um, he seems to be a guy that would respect that part. Do we know for sure he's not on in Texas? Uh, yes, he's trying to be a write-in candidate in Texas. Okay. Now, to be a candidate in Texas, you have to register as a write-in candidate. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if they'll count your ballots, honestly. Um, but because st what they'll do is they'll say, well, there's, you know, a, a million votes for uh, the the guy with the highest candidates, and there's uh, the highest votes, and there's only thirty thousand write-in ballots, so we're not going to bother even counting them and seeing who they go to but whatever i mean this at this point probably in texas especially it's all about whether you, what you can feel comfortable with doing yourself um i don't think at this point i mean donald trump is going to win texas though it's much closer than anyone would ever expect uh so but i mean i you know he's going to win texas probably anyway uh, it's all about what you can kind of handle yourself but I think you, you were saying, Pat, you're going to run into Ted Cruz. You can't go that way. You can't yeah, go to I, after that conversation. No, you can't go that way. No, I, I, I suspected strongly prior to that because his open borders policy and, right. and abortion and all that stuff. But geez, his stance on religious freedom is just mind boggling. Mind -boggling. There's, no, there's no way I could vote for that guy. No way. 
I, I don't even think he's libertarian. I don't know what he is. I don't, and, on that and he keeps, he's not. He keeps standing on this 75% agreement with Bernie Sanders. Why the hell would you do that? When you're Especially a libertarian who is, who is a guy who I, I'm as far away from big government as you can get without anarchy. Okay? That's a libertarian. And you compare yourself to 75% agreement with a socialist, the biggest known government on the planet? Well, why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, he, I, well, why would he do it? He's trying to win Bernie Sanders votes, right? But it's, yeah, He's going to lose libertarian that's votes. That's why we try to explain to him, hey, man, you do realize man. every time you say that, you well, lose a thousand votes. Well, I'm just votes. trying to tell you that I, had that, I took that I quiz. To I, me. Don't talk about the quiz you took, stupid. No one knows about it but you. I, why do you have to continually yeah. talk about the quiz you took online? And I took the same quiz, by the way. Uh, um, and uh, I don't remember how it came out, to be perfectly honest. I, I, oh, that my, means Bernie Sanders. No, nah, yeah, no, it definitely was not Bernie Sanders, first of all. But second of all, Jill it's Stein. also... It's it also Jill yeah, it was Jill Stein. Yeah. Um, it's also very flawed. I mean, they, they ask a lot of... I mean, it's an interesting effort. Like, I mean, I don't bash the website. I mean, I think they're trying to do it, honestly. But it's like, you know, they go through a lot of hot-button issues. But there's, there's many issues that aren't even covered that Bernie Sanders would be nowhere near Gary Johnson on. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, so it, it's somewhat in-depth, and you can't have a million questions. But, like, they would, they ask a lot of, like, you know, my questions about minutia, about topics that are in the news, because I'm sure they're more interesting, not getting broader strokes of, of important issues. Um, but that's the thing. It's like, here, a great example of... Um, of Cause, because separate from him not being a good libertarian, because I think many, in many ways he's a terrible one. And, and honestly, to be fair, libertarians made the same point. I mean, they, they know this. They see him as a guy who is a squishy at best libertarian. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I don't even see him as a squishy libertarian. I see him as a squishy Republican. He's like a, he's like a, like, I don't even know. I, you know, Bill Weld was a guy who was always thought of as a squishy libertarian or a squishy Republican, a Massachusetts Republican. Right. A guy who is way more liberal than the typical conservative would be comfortable with, but still generally sided with Republicans on issues. That's what it seems like this ticket actually is. It doesn't seem like it's libertarian at all. It just seems like it's a nor it's like a John McCain ticket almost with yeah. the exception of war. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not quite right because he would be more libertarian on a lot of things, but still it's war, like, prostitution and drugs. Those are the three issues that they probably well, are you know, actually legitimately libertarian on. Right. And that's the thing. He's always sort of uh, talking <laughs> about that. Um, but like, I, I don't it's hard like to show you not only is he a bad libertarian in some ways, the biggest thing that's a problem with Gary Johnson is he's a terrible candidate. Yeah. And again, like. I actually legitimately give him credit for trying to parse the minutia of that issue with us. And I think, honestly, in a room where three people, and Jeffy, you know, saying spoons, mm -hmm. where three people are coming at him and pressing him to the wall on that issue, he continued to hold his position. He continued to fight for it. And I, while I'm completely wrong, I give him credit. But, like, for example, we had a religious freedom section in the prep for Gary Johnson. This is a little behind the scenes. And while the gay wedding cake story has been highly publicized and, and kind of a hot button topic, there's more to religious freedom than that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about a thousand issues when it comes yeah. to homeschooling, when it comes to all sorts of different things. And so all we've heard about on religious freedom is the gay wedding cake story with Gary Johnson. Right. Like that's all anyone's talked about. So 
We put in questions specifically to get him on a breadth of issues related to the topic. The first one was, should you allow a gay marriage uh, to be performed in a church? Are they going to be forced? Does a pastor have to go and and uh, marry people in the church? He said his reflexive answer is no, which is good. He's right on that. But he can't stop himself from then diving in to the gay marriage right. wedding cake thing and mm-hmm. trying to explain it when we haven't even asked him about it yet. Now, any candidate who is good is going to know that that's an issue of disagreement. Try to stay away from it. Try to come in and give the I mean, he just came out and answered that question the way I it would was, want it answered. It was super. It was, int- it was no. super telling, though. It tells mm-hmm. you exactly who he is yeah. on the religious freedom issue. And here's who he is. He believes you have religious freedom at church. When you go to church, you can worship whatever way you want to. But the freedom to worship doesn't extend beyond the walls of your church. So when you go to your place of business and you want to practice your religion Mm -hmm. and you want to be true to who you are, your principles and your religious sensibilities, sorry, you don't have that right. Because when I come in and I ask you to do my gay wedding... You bet. You damn well better do it. Well, okay, I can get that from Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yep. I, I can get that from that Minnesota senator who said the exact same thing. I mean, that religious freedom doesn't extend beyond the walls of church. That's who Gary Johnson is. He believes religious freedom doesn't extend beyond the walls of your church because he answered that one correctly. And he answered very incorrectly all the rest of it. Well, the other one too we brought up was the Hobby Lobby thing. Which he kind of, I think we cut him off on his answer, but he didn't immediately say, well, of course they don't have to freak cover that. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, he was a, no, he, he, <laughs> well, he used another know. analogy. Well, what if I want to, right. so he was telling me there, mm-hmm. he'd yeah. force Hobby Lobby yeah. into providing the birth control. Uh, that's what it sounded like. And, and, and he has a, wow. uh, um, seemingly a respect for the process. And many times you'll hear Johnson answer questions like, uh, well, look, the current law is this, and if I was presented right. with a law, would I sign it? Yes. But it, 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 the process argument doesn't even apply to him there. The Supreme Court ruled on this. They said, no, we don't have to do it. We went through mm-hmm. the process, and they said, no, he wasn't even willing to go there and say, look, well, that's how the Supreme Court ruled, and, I, and I'm, I'm fine upholding that standard. It wasn't even that. No. I mean, it's a real problem. I don't know what to do, honestly, uh, at this point, um, it, 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 because we will be... And this is a problem with Texas, by the way. Texas is great on a lot of things. But one of the things it is not great on is ballot access. They try to screw every third party um, out of the game. Mm. They, make the third, they make the deadline super early, and they make the threshold for signatures incredibly high. Uh, so it's very difficult for anybody other than very well-organized parties to get on the ballots. And, and that includes even the Constitution Party, which has been around for a good long time, that, has, uh, that it can get on the ballots of almost every state, almost every election. But it can't do Texas because the resources, it's too resource intensive. So you get only the Libertarian and the Green Party, I believe. And I don't even know if the Green Party for sure. I know the Libertarian Party will be on the Texas ballot. Um, they're all going to sue and they're all going to try to get on. But I mean, our, our choices are going to be limited from that perspective. Um, I, I doubt Evan McMullen's going to be able to get on the ballot here. He's another one we're going to consider. We're going to talk to him on radio tomorrow. Um, and, uh, you know, I am looking for someone at this point that I can feel okay voting for. I'm, I'm not even to like him better. I am, too. Than Gary Johnson. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I, I would agree. I don't think there's going to be any question about and, that. And, and the difference between Johnson and Weld, and you listen to all these people, the, the, the more establishment Republicans that have problems with Trump all say the same thing. Well, look, 
If Weld was the guy at the top of the ticket, I would have no problem voting for him. I like Bill Weld. Romney said it. Mm. Susan Collins said it. They are okay with that. That doesn't make wow. me feel good no, me about either. Weld. But Weld is a much better well, politician. He's probably better than Gary Johnson. He's a better but. speaker and a better politician. Yeah. So, you know, so he's able to at mm. least... Mm. Uh, parse these issues a little bit better. Now, I don't know. Maybe there's a charm in Johnson in that, like, he kind of just blurts out what he thinks. And, uh, you know, maybe that's okay. I, that's the problem. There's would you no rather charm have... there either. There's no charm. There's, uh, you know, well, I mean, you I'm, could I'm, be I'm, really bad and still have some charm to you. He's got none of that. Yeah. I, I didn't even mean my personal uh, No, I know it. Charm. I know it. But, but there, there, there's a, that there, would be one thing. If he right. had a little charisma. Likeable guy. Like, I mean, yeah. he did laugh a few times. And I, yeah, he got But it. again, like, I, you know, I don't, I feel like it sometimes he just feels, I almost feel like he's like stumped on where you're going a lot. Is that a weird Maybe. way to put it? Like, for I example, know, yeah. we come out and we're like, hey, by the way, it was real tough to get you on. He goes, <laughs> well, wait, what, what? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't mean to be like he had. To, no, I, no, <laughs> no look, you're right. Look, we it have was talked weird. publicly it was about uncomfortable. this. Number one, we've talked publicly about having many trouble. times. Uh, Glenn said it in the intro. So yes. again, aren't you preparing for this coming? You should. He be. says should it again be. to him. We said it to his staff. We've said it. I've publicly tweeted. There was an, ar- an article on a libertarian website yesterday that outlined the problems we've had getting him on the show. How are you not prepared for the idea? If you say, oh, like, look, I, hey, Glenn, you know what? I'll come on any time. I don't know what happened with the staff mis- miscommunication. I'm really sorry about that. But I, am, I absolutely would love no, to be No, he's not capable you. of that. He's he doesn't just not. seem to understand the no, room not. at all. I have right. No, he, he understands the room. But then there's... Oh, he's, are you saying he's stoned? Okay. All right. Oh, hey, Glenn. I mean... I'm not saying he's high while he's on the phone with us. Obviously, I don't. I don't believe that. He says he's not smoking anymore, but it, he does have. Uh, this is a weird thing to say, but he does have. He has a bit of that, like a, a person who has smoked for a long time. <laughs> like there's a, there's an aloofness about him, yeah. and like a, a lack of awareness of sort of where he is and what he's going for. I get a, I get a, you get a sense from him at times because while I, I think he actually believes the, the religious freedom argument he made, which I don't understand at all, but I think he actually believes and he thinks he has something there. Mm-hmm. But it almost his presentation is almost like I don't know. I mean, well, what about this? I never thought of that before. Like, <laughs> are you surprising yourself? Like, <laughs> and he might have been. I, I don't, don't know. know. There's something know. again. Like, I don't know. I mean, of the choices on the ballot right now. I mean, I've seen him and I'll, and I've liked him in other interviews much more than that one. I mean, on other topics, I like him. I, there are there are topics I, I strongly agree with him on. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I certainly I, there's no topics I agree with Jill Stein on. There are no topics I agree on with Hillary Clinton on. There is nothing about Donald Trump that I could ever vote for. Mm-hmm. So I mean, look, I know he support Johnson supports lower taxes. He, he, there are other things he does support. I can find something there, but again. This is not even the lesser of two evils. This is the lesser of like twenty-seven evils. I can't. I mean, it's hard to find. Yeah, it's hard to find anything there. You probably didn't even want the civil rights if you won't serve the cake to the guy. <laughs> I mean, are we really going to compare? I mean, honestly, isn't it just sort of demean yeah, the civil was, rights that, movement? That pissed me off. Triple eight seven two seven back. You know, my Patriot Supply makes it really easy to build an emergency food supply. Whether and the the great thing is, and you've heard you've heard the the multiple great deals that. Uh, they've offered over time, like the $10 for the 
for the 72-hour emergency supply, which I've seen for 40 or $50 a lot of times. Uh, and this great deal where you get a four-week supply for $99, uh, the food's great, lasts up to 25 years if you need it to. Uh, you know, it'll, it, it's so much better than the way food storage used to take place. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, you know, like, there is a, a pretty bright line between uh, how I would think of myself and how I would think of uh, the average prepper mm-hmm. um, in that I'm, A, lazy. Uh, and be lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you know, like C? C is also lazy, but I was okay. too lazy to get to it. Oh. Um, I under, certainly understand the viewpoint, and I always have that. You know, look, it's good to be prepared for something, but like you know, it's a lot of effort. It's mm-hmm. a lot of. It can be a lot of money. I don't um, want. I don't to. want to deal with it. I don't forget it. Okay, <laughs> that's why my patron supply takes care of that. They, yeah, they, it's not, they take not it that from, much effort, and yeah, it's no effort. You don't need a bunker for this, guys. And it's that's four much weeks money. of food for ninety nine dollars. You can store it anywhere. Right. Uh, it stays for twenty five years. You're going to have no pest problems in it or anything like that. The food's actually good. It's delicious food. If there was only a way to get a hold of them. Well, that, they, they have not solved There's that problem. Just yet. a way to get a they hold of them. Pro- oh, wait, look. What? What? Oh, holy crap! <laughs> it's happened. What? We've broken through. Preparewithablaze.com. Wow. Preparewithablaze.com or 888-411-5290. Huh. It's four weeks of food. Right. It's going to get you through 95% of potential emergencies. This is not like... You're knocking almost every possibility. Did some research last night. Yeah. 97.3%. 97.3% yeah. of possible mm-hmm. uh, issues that you could have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's preparewithablaze.com or call them 888-411-5290. 888-411-5290. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Unfortunately, you know who's on the ballot? Who? You're going to like this. Okay. Donald Trump. Yes! Yeah, baby. And every Isn't that the guy that wants to make America union. great again? Yes, he is. Yes. And he probably will, uh, based on the fact that he's made so many things great. Uh, Trump's steaks were delicious. They were the best steaks made. Trump vodka was the best vodka on earth. Uh, Trump casinos w- were so good that um, everybody went. Just so you know, um, Pat. Pat Trump. Pat. Yeah, uh, the, the first two that you said are out of business, and the second, the third one, the t- Trump Taj Mahal is going out of business in a couple weeks. What about Trump Cologne? Well, okay. What about it. Trump Cologne? Oh, yeah. you know what? Trump Cologne. You know, yeah. this That's is interesting. We actually have Trump Cologne. We do. We ordered Trump Cologne a while ago to oh. do a, a test on the show to see if we liked it. <laughs> oh wow! And we have it. Should we do a, a yes. Trump Cologne? Absolutely, test? we should. Absolutely. Now it'll be a test. What we'll do is Pat and I will spray some of the cologne on and see if we like the scent. And then, obviously, Jeffy will taste it. It will, ta- it will be a taste test for Jeffy. <laughs> okay. You like that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we actually, I think, have three different kinds of Trump cologne on premises right now. Wow, nice. Yeah. All right. Um, can, uh, uh, oh, yeah, here they come. There's, okay. There's Natasha with the uh, Trump cologne. How long oh, have we had this, nice. Natasha? A long time. A long time. We, I don't know why we... It was during the uh, the controversies over his business. All his products. So this was clear back in the uh, in the primary. Yeah, huh? it was in the primary. Okay. So we've got um, Donald the Trump. The fragrance. Yeah, I was going to put him down here. Is this a good place Donald for this? Trump, the so fragrance. Oh, is that Melania with, with him? With Melania on it. 
Here, put it down so the, the camera. She can is see quite it. lovely. She is quite lovely. Uh, so you've got uh, that. You've got. Uh, mm. which, what's the best way to point these guys? You want to give me a signal here, anyone? Or say it to me. Where should I put them? Over here, this way. There you go. Or just just let me look at the camera and just continue to say it until you <laughs> until I figure it out on my own. One of the one of the two. Um, so there you go. We'll put them out like that. So you got uh, Donald Trump, uh, the fragrance here. And you got uh, Trump Empire and Trump Success. And they're all just cologne. They're all his colognes. Kind of um, okay. So should we do that today? I think that'd yeah, be fun. I think we should. All right, we'll come uh, so up in a little that's bit. That's coming up. Uh, meantime, let's listen to Trump on uh, you know some of his exciting policies and things that he says because he's always awesome. Uh, here he is talking about the Second Amendment people. Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish, the Second Amendment. By the way, and if she gets to pick... If she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is, I don't know. But Oh, boy. But I'll tell you what, that will be a horrible day. Someone okay. was telling me that there's people in the audience behind that you can see and that react see that negatively. Again? I didn't notice I didn't it there, see that there. No, I did not. Because I, I, I heard some people being interviewed that were there uh, yesterday that said they didn't catch that. You know, they, they didn't feel like that was the threat that the, you know, the press made it well, out to be. Well, I'm sorry. But then we heard the that Trump there were people, people in the background. The Trump people should absolutely feel as though that was I a legitimate agree. threat that the Secret Service should be notified over. Mm-hmm. That was the worst threat of an assassination plot I've heard since Brad Thor said threatened that, his that's life. That's right. Are you freaking kidding me? That is the oh, same. No. That is the same kind of thing Thor said about him. Oh, yeah. You know, there will be nothing to stop him. Yes, yeah, and then everybody to took to all him. the Trump people took yeah. from that. He's talking about assassinating yeah. Donald Trump. By the way, Trump's. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we'll get over to what we think about this moment in a second, legitimately. But Thor's, Brad Thor's comment was nowhere near that. Nope, he didn't mention near. the Second You're Amendment right. at all. You're he just right. said someone needs to stop him. Yep. That yep. was it. Glenn said with me when he was threatened to stab me jokingly point. was right. another example of this, where they all wanted Glenn arrested. Uh, when he made this threat against Donald Trump because he was crazy and he was losing it and he needs to be the FBI and the Secret Service needs to bring him in as soon as possible. Uh, they all were on that bandwagon. Yeah. I could read you hundreds of tweets advocating for Glenn's arrest because of those incidents. Hundreds of them. Now? Absolutely. What do you mean? That was what do you mean? That was as innocent as... as- as you can possibly get. Now, as you know, I am not a fan of Donald Trump. I would love for him to not be the candidate. I would love for him to drop out of the race right now and put anyone else in as, a, as an opportunity. That's how right. much. I mean, he's terrible. That being said, there are levels of this. Is he actually threatening Hillary Clinton's life? No, no he is not at all. Is he advocating for others to threaten the li- to, to go kill Hillary Clinton? No, I don't think he's doing that. Was it a so there's two levels below that, and I'm not sure which one it is. One of them is, is he making a joke about about it? Like, he's like, ah, yeah, maybe a Second Amendment people it's could possible. It. It's possible he's making a joke and not realizing how serious of a mm-hmm. threat that is. Because he's a moron. Because he's a moron. And we all know he's a moron. Um, and then the other part is he, uh, um, the idea of, well, there's a lot of things you can do to step up. You can have a you can have a vigorous legal defense. You can do all. Uh, you can have. Uh, you can, uh, uh, you know, get a uh, a Congress. Uh, you know, to you know, go after your congressman and, and and write letters to them to make them oppose it. And there's I plenty go with of moron. things. Right. What? I go with moron. 
You think it's just yeah, a just he meant he meant it as a I'm going to kill her. I don't know about two second members might be able to. Right, like he meant it as so. a. Uh, you know, but maybe you guys, maybe you Second Amendment people will take him out. Well, now, yeah. it's, it's revealing as when he he's says, "He's too stupid to know you can't do that." Right, and I think he just is. Yeah. It's probably the most likely thing. His defense, by the way, is definitely not it. But his defense was, uh, "Well, I just want people to vote uh, and keep her out." Well, actually, you said if she names the judges, right. so she would have already had to be named. Pre- she already had to be president nothing and name judges. Then there's nothing you can do. Maybe they can do something. You know, look, we all know that, you know, he's lying, as he always is. But, I mean, there are other things you could do in theory. I think it probably is a flippant joke. It's it's the same thing he did with uh, Megyn Kelly and her blood coming out of wherever. Right. It was a flippant joke that he got caught on. But, again, like, I don't, that's not, it's not a massive controversy. What it does prove is. Yeah, I don't care about it. Yeah, what it does prove is he's a terrible candidate. Yes. I mean, again, just like Johnson. But he proves uh, that. Literally. I mean, literally every day. Every day. He's every a, single day. And, 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 and to, to just put a quick highlight on that, the day started <coughs> with Hillary Clinton doing a rally yeah. with the Orlando shooter's mm-hmm. father standing behind her, and, he, and nobody's talking about and that And rather today. than exploit that... Instead of exploiting that... He's on this Second Amendment thing. And this one was, I don't think his, a lot of times he does it on purpose. He'll be like, well, uh, you know, some big controversy will happen that he should hit, and instead he comes out and bashes Ted Cruz about JFK's murder. Like, he does that intentionally. This one was a mistake that Mm -hmm. redirected the attention. But, I mean, you got to know as a presidential candidate. I mean, this happens when staffers do things like this. It takes over the news news coverage for a day. When the presidential candidate comes out and does it, I mean, you know, it, it ruined Sharon Angle. Yeah. Sharon Angle made essentially, she said, the sec, a Second Amendment remedy or something like that, and was and it ruined her Senate campaign. That's why we got Harry Reid for another six years, uh, and that was a close election. Well, and also Jeffy Nixon uh, still the, still okay, the election. Okay, thank you. Uh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't to toss your viewpoint <laughs> out there. But the point is, this is on. This is, uh, it's a terrible mistake. Even if you're a Trump supporter. You have to look at this and be like, dude, what are you doing? Come on. Even his campaign people were on TV going, look, we have to understand that Donald Trump is not the most articulate person. Uh, he is he's not a politician and he doesn't he doesn't always think through everything he says. This is their defense. Uh, I thought that uh, after his big uh, teleprompter speech uh, on uh, on his uh, economics, that he was going to be the new, brighter Donald Trump, more presidential guy. Yeah, of no. course. No. Come on, they've said that eight, what, eight, nine, ten times. There is no pivot because he's incapable yeah, of pivot. Yeah. He, he can't, can't do, do it. it. He can't do it. Um, what I do love though is his. Uh, he kind of went after Paul Ryan. He did. Yeah, and and so his supporters all endorsed. The other guy, right? In and we're the talking Paul Ryan every primary. media supporter. Uh, we're talking Laura Ingram. I think uh, Sean Hannity. Uh, all these people came out and endorsed Paul Nealon, and and Ann Coulter yep. and Coulter Paul Nealon, and yeah. and it was and Drudge kept running these headlines that this right is part. the fight of his life. He's in it in his own backyard. They're taking the fight to him. This is Ryan's last hit. And man, was it close. Yes, Ryan squeaked out a victory. But damn it, was it close. Oh, my God. Do you have the actual numbers? I do. Okay. I have them here in front of me. Mm -hmm. And it's so close, I can't even see the difference. Is what, are they Paul Ryan them? here? I mean, I, if I'm Paul Nealon, I'm saying I want to recount. Thank you. I want to recount. Yeah. I want you to make sure 
that it was an 84 to 16 margin. Because <laughs> could it have been 83 to 17? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it could. I think it could. And does that change anything for him? No, but I'd try it anyway, just to save a little bit of face. Yeah. I didn't get beat by 68 points. I only got beat by 67. <laughs> I mean, so embarrassing. I... I Love this story. <laughs> and I don't I'm like not Paul big, Ryan. We're not Paul Ryan fans. Don't like the guy that much. But it is kind of fun. But this is sweet. This because has be- everybody jumped on the Neyland bandwagon, including Drudge, who's supposed to be so powerful. And he ran these uh, obnoxious, misleading, lying headlines virtually every day. Paul Ryan, the fight of his the fight of his life. How awesome is his Winning life? Winning by sixty eight points. His life must have been pretty perfect, sweet. basically. Pretty no sweet. fights apparently right. before this. Um, it, it, yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing because I, you have to wonder. And I don't know that they're this self aware, but people like if you're working at Breitbart and you've been assigned this, uh, Paul Nealon is going to beat Paul Ryan's yeah. story every day. How do you past, do it? Seriously. Do you, I mean, how do you do it? And and honestly, like, are, are you? Kind of coming to the realization that you really don't have the influence you think you do. Now, look, people will say, well, Trump beat your guy, and he did. And I, part of it is the realization that you don't have the power. But at least we uh, admitted, hey, we only, got, we only got Ted Cruz to second. We only got Ted Cruz to second out of 17. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not all us. And Paul Nalen, to be fair, helped. did also finish second. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, in a two-person race. Yes, yeah, and by a, by and a lot. by a, a slightly more distant margin. And this is why, of course, Trump endorsed him. If he thought Nalen actually had a chance of winning the he last minute, he yes. would have done it. He did uh, last minute. He comes in and goes. It's not because he's coming around to the party. That's correct. Or he's being nice to nope. people. He, he just saw like, the oh, handwriting yeah. on the wall where Ryan was up by seventy in some polls. Seventy, yeah. and he won by sixty-eight. Yeah. So those polls were damn Pretty accurate. And and, he, and that's why, because he didn't want to be embarrassed. And, and if you are one of those, the, the very few Trump people who are thinking to themselves, well, uh, well you know, it's because he endorsed him. That's guy, why. Well, you know, I was turn gonna, around I the race because you're you're a complete <laughs> idiot if you think that that was the thing that happened. Um, but if you're one of these people in the media, like the Breitbart level media, um, where. You you see um, over and over again, you, you, like, yeah, do I have to push my boundaries of, of what I personally feel is right to do this? Yes, but Trump's going to have my back. He's not going to have your back. He let you go out there. All of you media people let you go out there and support this guy mm-hmm. and put yourself on the line while he risks nothing. And at the very last minute went against you. And, and let you hang out there with this horrible endorsement that had no chance of coming true, and while and you wound up losing because of it and looking terrible. Now look, I'm, some of these people might legitimately believe that this guy was was a great candidate. I don't know. I've see, I saw him on uh, Tommy's show. I mean, and you know, Tom, uh, yeah, Nalen came on there, and you know, Tom, I, I don't think Tommy endorsed him by any means, but you know, gave him a fair interview. But he was just terrible. And he's a terrible. He's a, he's a terrible interview and a terrible candidate. Mm. Um, and uh, you know he had no chance of beating Paul Ryan. I mean, anybody who honestly looked at this would say, "Okay, come on, he has no chance of winning." I mean, you might say like, "Hey, we'll make a statement, make it close," but I mean, he had no chance of winning. Now, strange things have happened. You might believe the Dave Bratt thing is going to happen every cycle. It's not. It was a once in a probably a once in a lifetime, if not once a decade type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bratt is. Much better than Nalen, and Ryan, to be honest, is much better than Cantor. 
I mean, Cantor was a was even worse than Ryan. There, I have problems with Ryan, but he's not he's not as bad as Eric Cantor is. Uh, but I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Pretty should, embarrassing. Should I lost anyway. my sixty-eight. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. It is uh, Pat and Stu. We have to do this one quick clip uh, before we move on from politics. Cause we got to talk a little bit of the Olympics. You, mm-hmm. Pat's, uh, of course, watching it intently. Um, but this one is uh, uh, Jennifer Granholm. She, um, I don't think she got this word right. Can I put that out there? Now, the word, um, we did have to bleep it, which is questionable. I, I, I don't know no, that I we should need it to. It's an actual word. You don't need to. Right, but in this, the, in this usage, it's referring to male anatomy. Um, uh, and it is the word... Uh, oh, wait, associated she was with a rooster. To, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, she's trying... Uh, I can say it this way. I, I can say this clearly. She's trying to say the word cold-cocked. Yeah. You know, as you would punch someone. He cold-cocked someone. She may be okay? a fan of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Right, exactly. It's, it, so we could say all those words, but in this context, we did have to bleep it. But I think you'll still be able to tell what she did. Now, she's trying to say cold cock, I think. And sometimes they do in South Carolina say, go roosters. Yeah. yeah. Al- although not roosters. Right. They use another rule. They do, but it, it's do. context. Context matters, yes. I suppose. Here's her. Uh, she's trying to make a point about how Trump um, encouraged people to punch others, and it comes out a little wrong. We're not allowed to punch back anymore. In the old days, they'd be carried off in a stretcher. Or part of the problem is that no one wants to hurt each other anymore. Or these are all different rallies. If you see someone getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of them. You remember he offered to pay for the legal fees of, of a guy who, you know, blocked one of the protesters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not what the, this is not the seat. She's like trying to go. She's doing a little girly yeah. punch, yeah. Uh, but that's not. It's not. It's not cold cocked. No, uh, that's because that's what you're, go- you're supposed mm. to say. She said, "blocked," right? Which is, uh, of course, a, a different usage that Something Jeffy else. mentions quite often. Yeah, uh, Jeffy talks about it a lot, but we can't get into it here on the air. No. Apparently, I mean, I'm happy we to should. if you'd like. We could talk about it all you want. <laughs> no, I don't think we, so. we're all out of time. <laughs> take a pass. We got to go to uh, Kevin in Oklahoma because uh, <laughs> Kevin's got something interesting. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. If you want to give us a call, Kevin. Hi, you're on the Patents Two Show. Kevin. See, we're trying to go to the phone hey, right now. And do, you call us hey, there he is. Hey, Sorry, Kevin. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. We missed you. Yeah, I would like to nominate Ann Coulter for your Deuce Hall of Fame. Oh my you gosh. might even take uh, Trump off the grand nozzle with this one. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, Kevin. Bad. No, that's not a bad and idea. And it's better appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. That that's a good call because we haven't, first of all, inducted anyone into the Douche Hall of Fame since uh, Donald Trump know, back in, in January. January. I, I, I'd like to maybe put up. You know, I, I understand that's and been Ann a while. And Coulter has been terrible. She's been she really bad. Terrible. She has. She's and she really she very well may be deserving, but unless someone is actually deserving, I mean, 
The Deuce Hall of Fame isn't just because we haven't put anyone in. No, we I know. Someone in. I know. And that's she true. might be, but that's my thing. She might be yeah, deserving. She, and it's been a long time. Maybe we put her up for a vote. I don't know if she gets in. Well, I really here, don't. So oh, there's, I don't there's, there's three parts of this. I don't know. One is, uh, is she deserving? I think her, I say her, her activities a, of late would make her deserving. Yes. Number two, um, is she relevant enough? I mean, I think there's a legitimate argument to say that she fails a relevancy clause. I don't know. I mean, what is she, is she, what's she doing? I mean, the only thing I ever see her doing is she's tweeting about Trump. Well, outside of that, what's her role in society at this point? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. And finally, there is, I think, an argument to be made that her um, earlier work uh, might keep her out of the hall. Yeah. I she, mean, you know, she she wasn't bad. I, well, that's was, what I think. I, I I don't think she gets in, but it'd be fun to see. I mean, it's all about the people, right? Are people that pissed about her later works that they disregard the earlier works? Yeah, and I, and I, you know, it's one of those things that I think, in retrospect, you might want to look at some of those works under a different view. I mean, I, I don't understand. Yeah, because what she's, she's doing, right? yeah, I don't either. I, I, mean, I once thought she was pretty conservative. I thought she was almost. She's nothing I mean, like know, a conservative. Almost too conservative. Like she yeah. would come out of, and and you know, more than too conservative intentionally offensive to get yes. conservative points across. Right. So, like, there would be those things that she just says, and you're just like, oh, God, you're, you know, you're, it's a pain in the ass for conservatives silly. to defend these things or to even explain them mm-hmm. um, because they're just silly and just, just to try to antagonize people. So, But, I mean, again, there's a role for that in society, I suppose. I mean, it certainly exists on both sides of the aisle. There's plenty of liberals who do the same thing. So, I, you know, I never really considered it as that big of an issue. With the way she's talking now, like, criticizing you know, like, oh, well, we we can't have a, you know, what was she saying about the governor of South Carolina? Like, you know, oh, we can't can't have, a, you know, a, someone with a headscarf as a governor. And it's like things like that. You're just like, oh, I, who crazy. is this person? I mean, I, and obviously the Trump stuff is just absolutely nonsensical. Not to mention the comment uh, that she uh, if Donald Trump implemented his uh, immigration plan, she would allow nonstop abortions in the White House. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but again, I, you know, uh, maybe people will think that that's just her being her and, you know, she just throws out crazy comments to get attention. Well, we'll have I to know. see. I think, uh, I think it's, it's a good vote, though. Yeah, a good, uh, good, uh, good phone call. Triple eight seven two seven. 727 back. More patents too coming up. So do you think we should do it or you think? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about it in the break. Yeah. And then maybe at the top of the hour, we can do the douche hall of fame and the uh, cologne. Try these uh, eau de toilettes. I don't know if it's happening today. I I think we'll do it uh, coming up here in a few minutes. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Olympics. Now, Glenn said this morning, I don't know if this was on or off the air, maybe just off the air, that the ratings for the Olympics have tanked this year. Their lowest ever is what he said. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that either, but uh, I love them. I'm as into it as I've ever been, maybe more so. Uh, Have you been into it at all? I am. I I like the Olympics, but I have not... uh, had the time. <laughs> Haven't had the time. The last couple of days, and that's when they've been the strongest, right? I mean, I, need, mm-hmm. I keep every night, it's like 11 o'clock, and I'm like, crap. So, well, opening ceremony is a 35% drop compared to London. It's okay. pretty big. That's a, yeah, that's a that's big, big number. That's a big drop. That yeah. is. 
I mean, it's still, uh, you know, it's still a good number. It's twenty. Although I will say too viewers. that just television viewership overall is also going down. Yeah. So if it was nine uh, percent, you know, eight percent, ten percent, I thirty-five is a big number for that four years. People weren't interested. Yeah. It's not comparing this to like the and 80s, it was right. I mean, this is uh, you know, this is pretty recent. I mean, they got a lot of negative press going yes, in. That did. might be affecting it too. But last night was a particularly good night. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a great night for for uh, American athletes. Uh, Michael Phelps. You know, he had that thing going with that other athlete uh, from South Africa. <laughs> the guy who beat him in the 200-meter butterfly for the first time in the last three Olympics. The guy who beat him in 2012 in London was taunting him this time and saying, you know, he's going to do it again. And uh, a lot of trash talk going on with this guy. And then he was shadow boxing right in front of Michael Phelps oh, the other night. Gosh. Phelps just looking straight ahead. Didn't buy into it, and well, last night Michael Phelps crushed him. The, the uh, guy who was taunting Phelps didn't medal, and uh, Phelps won the gold. Take that, that. His twenty-first. He's amazing. That's yeah. just that's, that's crazy. It I don't really care is. who you are. It's one of the most. Imp- he's one of the most impressive athletes of all time. He seriously is in any sport. Seriously is, and I, it does seriously make me want to start cupping. Yes. I well, I, mean, I thought you were doing that yesterday. Well, I, I, I was, huh. but I, I don't think I was doing it right. Okay. Because mm. it, it, it didn't help anything. Right. So. Uh, also, the U.S. swimmer, she's only 19. Her name is uh, Lily King. She was in a race with this Russian who had been yeah. doping, and she'd been testing positive for steroids over and over and over. And for whatever reason, the IOC lets her come and participate anyway. And so... The Russian wins her heat. Lily King is in a different heat. And the Russian is waving her finger that she's number one. Well, Lily King mocked that a little bit. And then uh, in an interview with NBC after the, after the race, she said, do you feel like you made a statement for the United States and other athletes? And she said, yeah, I hope I did. That we can still c- uh, compete clean and do well at the Olympic Games, and that's how it should be. And prior to that, she mm-hmm. had said... That this girl, this Russian girl, was waving her finger around as if she was number one when she tested positive for drugs. She said, I'm not a fan. And then she beat her. Nice. Uh, uh, so great. all these Americans are backing up their little uh, rivalries here. Plus the... Uh, Wait, look at this. Trump is already making America great again. He's not even <laughs> right. president yet. That's right. right. That's incredible. Plus the uh, U.S. women's gymnastics team won with one of the biggest victories, I think, in the Olympics of all time. I mean, they won by eight points, which... Sometimes the number one and number five teams are separated by two points. They won by eight. Uh, just a crushing victory last night. So we we are uh, atop the medals, both in overall medals and in gold. And I think uh, China is number two. Very cool. Jeffy, yeah. before we go to break, well. can you quickly uh, tell us where to go for the to vote for the Douche Hall of Fame? Theblaze.com slash TV. Blaze.com slash TV. If you're a subscriber, then go to theblaze.com slash the feed. All right. You'll see the link. Just log on, click the feed, you're there. Yeah, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't just type in the address that brings you there. You'd type in the first address, then you'd type in the second address? Correct. That's the way that would work? Yeah. Hmm.
Getthereblaze.com slash the feed. What? Getthereblaze.com slash the feed. Why? You're going to be voting soon. On what? Ann Coulter, douche, Hall of Fame. Is okay. she worthy? Yeah, somebody called him about 15 minutes ago and suggested Ann Coulter uh, might be a worthy candidate for the Douche Hall of Fame. We got to thinking about it, and we decided, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, at least give you the opportunity to vote on her and uh, see if she actually makes it into the Douche Hall of well, Fame. There she is. she's worthy. Yeah. Uh, remind us about some of the things she's done, uh, Jeffy, because obviously she supports, I mean, really strongly, Donald Trump. One of the things she said was, I don't care. This was after uh, Trump's mangling of abortion and whether or not a woman should be prosecuted if she has yeah. one. Uh, she tweeted or something. I think she tweeted. I don't care if he holds uh, nonstop abortions in the White House. He's going to fix immigration or build the wall or whatever. I mean, really insane. Yes, he can perform abortions in the White House. I mean, really horrible. So she's been uh, pretty douchey of late. She has cheered Chris Christie's defense of abortions. Right. Is she Hall of Fame worthy, though? That that is the question. And where do you go to vote? Uh, Theblaze.com slash the feed. I'll give you two, uh, I think, important parts of this uh, in case you're just joining us. One, do you consider her life's work, and some of it has been conservative and admirable, um, Mm -hmm. perhaps, in the past. Mm. Um, Secondly, do you just take on what she's doing now? Is that enough to get her into the Douche Hall of Fame? I mean, I think there's an argument to be made there. Um, You know, do you look at it and say, well, she's caught up in an election? Because she also was a hardcore Chris Christie supporter and a hardcore Romney supporter. I mean, I don't know if she just goes with whatever's around. It might be that, too. So maybe you give her a break. I don't know. Um, uh, so that's an interesting. And the other part is there is, in case you've never voted in the Douche Hall of Fame, it's one of your most sacred duties um, <laughs> as, as, a, as a viewer, as a, as a human being, as an American. Thank you. Um, and there is a relevancy clause. And it's, it's a crucial part of this because, look, we could put in a thousand people. Uh, into the Douche Hall of Fame. We could, we could come up with 100 people every day to put in that are douchey enough to qualify. The question is, is she relevant enough to qualify, to hit this However, high standard? However, I will say, the relevancy clause is waived as soon as we begin the voting. So if she is voted on, she's obviously yeah, relevant. Yes, she's obviously relevant. Right? She's worthy yeah. for consideration if we put her up there for a vote. Oh, really? I don't. Um, That's how I feel about really? it. Really? You feel differently. You feel you're taking the relevance oh, yeah. into account as you're voting on yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I would say there hmm. there have been people um, that uh, we've hmm. considered that if, if if the vote came to me as a mm-hmm. voter, I would say this person's definitely douchey enough. Mm-hmm. But are they? Give me an example of somebody like that. Uh, the, douchey enough, the one but that not relevant in, enough. The, the one that popped into my head was the um, we voted a long time ago on the boyfriend of Sarah Palin's daughter. And I don't remember even his name. Oh, yeah. He was in the news a lot. Yeah. He, like, he would And I don't think he made it, right? And he didn't make it. He only got no, 81% not. of the vote or something. Yeah. And it was, like, 80%, which is pretty... I mean, like, look... It's a lot. You had to get to 95% for the Douche Hall of Fame, so he wasn't even close. Well, it's the and most so, stringent requirement in all Hall of Famedom. And so we did vote on him, and, and obviously it was the right call. He's complete, I don't even know his name anymore. So thank God he's not in the Douche Hall of Fame. It would have made no sense. Not to mention, uh, well, forget it. So anyway, uh, so we're going to do this vote? Yes, we are. You have 60 seconds. I mentioned 60 seconds. I'm sorry. What? 
Not to mention... We're about to do the vote here, okay. Jeffy. It's time. Theblaze.com slash the feed, as you see in the little bottom. All right, let's rock and right roll. Uh, go there right now and vote on the Douche Hall of Fame. 60 seconds. Beginning now. Hmm. Now, it's an interesting conversation here. Yeah, it is. Pat, and I don't know. I mean, I, look, I am... Uh, don't taint it. Don't taint the vote. Okay. Don't taint What the we'll vote. do is we will open up our Trump <laughs> fragrances right. uh, as we're going to... Uh, do you have the little pieces? We of do, but we need to do it. It's going to take a second to get open anyway. All right. Um, look at a nice little packaging here on this Trump one. Again, typical gold, you know, shininess. Um, now, I thought one thing that was interesting, and Jeffy asked me to mention this in the break. Uh, three uh, uh, fragrances from Donald Trump. This one uh, mm-hmm. is made in Canada, um, but mm. distributed in New York. Okay. The other two, both made in the USA. So he's oh. two out of three here. One of the few um, products that he uh, has that are made that's made here in America. Ooh. Nice packaging. I'll, I'll say that. I kind of like the look of this. Yeah, I like that. That looks manly. This. this looks very it's cool. This that looks, looks very girly. Trumpish. Yes, it does. It now it says Donald Trump the fragrance. Is it for guys or for girls? Empire. I mean, it does Donald have. Trump. By the way, time. Is now up. Okay, on the Douche Hall of Fame vote. Douche Hall of Fame vote. Now, a quick reminder of the rules. Uh, 95% you need to get uh, to qualify to the Douche Hall of Fame. Again, it's one of those things where we all know that Ann Coulter is being a douche right now. Um, The question is not that. The question is, is she being douchey enough to get into the Douche Hall of of Fame? And again, right now, she'd be trumping Trump, who is currently had the successful moment. This looks really girly. I mean, is this uh, is for it, a man is or is this, is this a woman? I mean, it does have her on it. It's the only one with her Donald on Donald Trump, the fragrance. Uh, if I'm a woman, I don't want to smell like Donald Trump, frankly. <laughs> if I'm a, I'm a man, I don't want to smell like Donald Trump. Success by Trump. And, and then that's Empire. Be, that's Empire be by guys. Trump. Uh, the success bottle is in, I mean, the box is cool. Yeah, that's got to be so, a, that's gotta be a man I like these. Success. I like these two uh, This definitely looks packages. like it's, it's a woman's. Perfume. But we'll, okay. we'll, we'll smell it anyway and give you our review in just a moment. But first, we go to Jeff Fisher, who is the curator of the Douche Hall of Fame Museum. Should Ann Coulter be inducted into the Douche Hall of Fame was the mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Threshold 95%. Threshold is 95%. We did talk a little bit before the vote on the relevancy clause. Mm. Yes, we did. She is not in the douche hall of fame. She didn't make it. She did not make it. What the was cut. the percentage? She did not make the I cut. Was, uh, I was worried about that. What? Did, did not think she would get in. Uh, what? Uh, 79%. Wow, said, yes. that's not very good. One no. of the lower percentages yeah. Yeah. we've now, ever had. For those who might be thinking, wait a minute, you wow. know, the reason why is because you have a lot of Trump supporters and they like Coulter <laughs> right now. Well, they did. <laughs> this audience did vote Donald Trump into the douche hall yes. thing with 99% of the vote. <laughs> but Ann was uh, strong uh, before this, I think. You know that's we, the thing. Yeah. I, I think people are considering her earlier work. Yeah. And you I know? think that's fair. I think yeah. it's, it's fair it's to put fair. I it mean, is. you know, it's a sad moment when someone like Ann Coulter would be considered for the douche hall of fame. Okay. Yeah, it is. And that almost 80% of our audience thinks she should be in is, is another sad thing. But uh, she's brought that upon herself, sadly. All right. Should we t- start with the girly fragrance? Uh, sure. So we have the uh, uh, um, cards Oh, yeah. That's, here. I think I would say this is definitely for a woman. Just right, uh, and, uh, you have all the cards over there? Yeah, you do. No, I give you one. Uh, did you lose it already? No, I have did one you, card, but I don't have three cards. Well, I, no, I haven't given you all three. Yet. Oh, okay. well, I thought I didn't think. I thought he hasn't sprayed me. all three. Oh, okay, okay. relax, guys. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to spray this because I don't want to smell like this. No. Uh, all day. This is the one we're testing right here. It is Donald Trump, the fragrance we believe for Oof. women. Oh. All right. Do you want to smell like 
Because it's not smelling. I'm almost positive that's uh, for a woman, and I. I will say, I you like it. It's a good. It's a good smell. Now it's, it's, it's one bad. of those things that you're not trying well, to smell like bad. Melania here. You're smelling like Donald. No, this weird. one. Yeah. The fragrance right. is Donald. It's called Donald Trump. The fragrance. Mm, okay. Which is weird. I it's mean, not bad. No, it's not. It's, not, it's bad. not. Now I think this is a manly fragrance. It's called mm. Empire by Trump. I would say it's it's kind of it's kind of clean and it's not terrible actually. It does, some of the, yeah, some, and this is you, a definite man. Once fragrance. you get it on, sometimes you it sticks with you a little bit too long. I, you know, I don't mind that. That's not bad. I know. That's not bad, i got to say. I mean, again, people say we're unfair to Donald Trump. Yeah, this is more musky, and it's a little bit uh, more manly. Okay. Maybe like Jeffy. a uh, spray. A nice... Uh, Which one was this one? This is uh, Empire. Empire by Trump. By Trump. Uh, uh, we're about to taste. It's not bad. I don't mind that one either. It's, it's a decent fragrance. Okay, try. Well, you know, he didn't, ha- he, he didn't have anything to do with these. No, Somebody just like had a fragrance. How many, said, how how many live animals were killed in the... Guess, you know, it's all not of the terrible. Testing. I, I kind of expected it to terrible. be... It's not the equivalent of a giant gold atrium. You know, it's... Uh, it, it's No. I mean, this one is particularly subtle. What is yeah, it, it? Which one is called again? It's a success? Empire. Success. This or, one's success. Oh, this is success. Okay, Empire is the one. It's pre- It seems pretty subtle. This mm-hmm. one's really subtle. Okay. This is more subtle than Empire. Yeah. Have you tried that one yet? Or is that the one I try? Let's see. Let's see. That might be the one you try. You need to try Empire because it's a little bit stronger. Yeah, maybe I grabbed the wrong one. Yeah. I, I They're mean, both... Yeah, let me I, try Empire. Know, I, I, I don't usually do cologne, but yeah, let me, uh, which one? Let me try Empire. They're not bad. The last one. Empire. Yeah. Well, this is the last one. That's the one you haven't tried yet. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. like that one. Is I, I think I like Empire the best. I, I think so too. And, yeah. and it is really yes. subtle. But even the woman's one is not bad. I not mean, bad. I, I mean, I guess if you're a billionaire, you can get somebody oh, yeah, to make some decent perfume well, for you. But uh, you know, you would ex- yeah. I would expect it to be more bold in your face sort yeah. of like oh mm-hmm. god i don't want to smell like that you know i mean a, a, right. a, a, a competent cologne uh for someone of a certain age who wore loud ties or maybe had his shirt buttoned down to his navel and had his <laughs> yes, hair coming that's out. what you would that's expect. What I expect and i don't yeah and, one and of these really strikes me that way it didn't deliver the, that no i actually like empire uh, one of them smells like it's almost sweet smelling the the uh, empire i think is almost sweet smelling like and then the success is a little bit more traditional. I don't like the success as much. No. Um, and then the girly one is actually not no, bad. The fruity one is success. What if I brought the I brought the girly one home to the wife? Mm-hmm. Didn't tell her what it was. Hey, I got you some cologne to kind of like try to hide the label somehow. Mm-hmm. You think? Uh, what do you think she'd say? Should I try it? Yeah, try it. Let's see. see. If, uh, let's see. Let's see. Pour the pour the fragrance into something else. Well, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, on the you bottle, it's not bad. It's a ba- it's an ugly no, bottle. The- it's a very Trumpish bottle to me. In that, like, it's very gold and shiny and, like, cut glass. It, it, this, one, this one looks like a Trump bottle to me. Where the, like, this looks like a normal cologne bottle and, and like, mm-hmm. somewhat classy. And you have the other one? Uh, I don't know the other one. Did Jeff, you oh, Jeffy's got Jeffy? it. Jeffy has it over there. Like, both of those actually look like kind of like, you know, nice, decent colognes. This one, yeah. to me, strikes me as more of, like, this is Donald more Trump. More Trump-esque. Can I get this? It's actually, it's not a sticker, surprisingly. It does seem like it's actually a... Imprinted on the glass, so it's going to be harder to. Maybe I'll just put like a black piece of tape right here and see if she she'll fall for it. I got it's not some, bad. I got some new cologne. No, black it's not tape. Bad. You know, I black mean. tape. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it smells like. It's the cologne of Black Lives Matter. I mean, eh, 
I know. The that's more what I, I mean. smell it now, yeah. the less I like it. Because some of that stuff lingers a little bit too long, man. Yeah, I. Geez, I'm going to have that all over me now. I'm just going to be like, what the yeah, hell what did you do? Where, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I. Donald said we had to put money into titties, and that's what I did. Is <laughs> <laughs> that possible? Oh my. Amen. <laughs> Jeffy likes it. Oh, Amen. Jeffy likes okay. It. Okay, we don't have to believe that word for some reason, but. Uh, um. But the other one the other doesn't one make any sense. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know, I don't know what the, uh, the rules are there. I think the, the, the C word, there's two C words. One which shall never be spoken on any network. You mean? Uh, another is, that is common. And uh, that's the one Granholm used. Luckily, she didn't use the other C word. That would have been really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to blurt that one out. By the way, Bloomberg uh, poll just came out. 50-44 <laughs> Clinton over Trump. In a that's a good poll, poll. for him. Uh, six points. I just want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. That's a good poll for him. Six points. There were, we're getting to the point now where Drudge is posting polls of only him down six. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know for sure if he's posted yeah. this one. I don't check this poll. But like, some, someone tweeted me a Breitbart link or something where they were like, oh, it's, uh, he's within striking distance. He's only down five. And it's like, yeah, only I, down five? What, what right. happened to you people? It used to be like, oh, he's, he's the best guy ever. He's up a thousand points. Look at this online poll. Mm-hmm. What happened? Ah, oh, the days. Reality. Well, I mean, a, yeah. a good example of this, and we talked about this before on the radio, that when it comes time to all, for all of us to have a general election, they're going to turn on this guy, and they're going to do all sorts of work to prove it. There is a story in the Washington mm-hmm. Post today that is a detailed dive into his uh, a so far unseen um, legal briefing, which they prove, they say, and I have not read the whole thing yet, 30 specific lies, which he has to uh, admit to because he's under oath. So 30 things he said in public that they, because he decided to sue some author, they were able to ask him under oath and he had to admit that he was lying on, thir- in thir- on 30 occasions. Wow. Um, and it's stuff like, did you own 30% of this business or 50%? He said 50. It was actually 30. Things like that. Just like straight out. There's a great paragraph in, in, in the story. It describes something we've talked about before, Pat. I pull it up as I had it on my phone here. Um, something we described before is that it's not, you know, yes, Trump lies all the time, but all politicians lie all the time. Trump lies about things that are provable and that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's always fascinated me about him. Um, and uh, let's see, it doesn't look like I do have it here. I thought I had it open. Um, but it, that's kind of what they say. It's like he lied frequently uh, about things that were measurable, um, provable, and also that didn't matter. Didn't really advance his case at all. It just, it's just what he does. It's just yeah. inherent it inside of does. this man. He can't help himself yeah. for some reason. And although that's what we always say, like, well, he's got to pivot. He can't pivot. Yeah. He's incapable of pivoting. He cannot do it. I think that's and he true. will not do it. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents too coming up. I just want to say those of you that are happy about watching that smell paper on television go well. Seven two seven Beck, Pat and Stu, welcome to it. Uh, Glenn, uh, we we met this uh, man 
last week at the at the Liars or Liberty Museum event, and uh, a man Incredible. showed up who was just a fantastic guy. Yeah. His name is sure uh, Chippy, and he is a hundred and one years old, and I mean, still totally sharp, completely there, able to walk around, completely mobile. He's going to Japan or something on on a trip yeah. soon. Um, Anyway, he was born in 1915 when Woodrow Wilson was in office. Mm. And he shared his uh, childhood memories and described how the crash of 29 uh, formed the basis for the reasoning of how he lived the rest of his life. I think we can all remember that. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I think not us, but you certainly do. Uh, But here's the discussion between Glenn and uh, 101-year-old Chippy last night. I have the absolute privilege to sit with Chippy, uh, who is 101 years old. That's born in, born in 1915? May 24th, 1915. And as you know, Greg, uh, President Woodrow Wilson right. was president at the time. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Chippy is down for our museum. Um, used to watch the show on Fox. Used to watch my show on Fox. Oh, and then absolutely. From watch- way back. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I was strangely on his bucket list. Greg was. And um, he is down for the museum. We're going to have dinner tomorrow night together. Great. And he went on the tour. And I, I want to ask you, you're earliest memory of America. What do you, re- do you remember the Roaring Twenties? You have to. <clears throat> yeah, oh, do I remember the Roaring Twenties? I certainly do, but uh, I... Uh, you remember the crash of 1929? The crash of 1929 formed my basis for the reasoning of how I spent the rest of my life. As I was telling you, uh, Glenn, I uh, say I was born in the hearth of adversity. At, at the age of 12, uh, when the uh, crash was 1929 and 30, okay? So I was 15 years old, and the imprint that it put on my life and the, the, the values that it set, as I stated, if you don't know austerity, you only know half of life. And unfortunately today, I hate to say it, but young people think everything is okay. It isn't. Austerity is the basis of understanding that there's other things in life, and you have to work for them. And it, uh, that was part of my philosophy so, of, uh, of who I am today and what I've done. When the crash happened, because the Roaring Twenties, were they as, were they as, they, I mean, because at the beginning of 1920, almost nobody had a car, nobody had refrigeration, right. nobody had lights. By the end, refrigeration, cars, lights, radio. <clears throat> when that crashed, did it really feel like the world was crashing? Okay. In 1919, 
Okay, my father bought a house in Brooklyn. And as it just so happened, they were immigrants. They came to the United States in 1910, 12, and 13. I was born in 1915. And as immigrant parents, they, uh, they were the good times prior to 1929. If they came here in 1910, 12, and so forth, by 1929, they had made a nice living. And they bought cars, and my father bought a home, a three-story home on 28 Lawton Street in Brooklyn. And my mother had a brother, William Modon, who fought in the First World War, okay? He was an immigrant, an Italian, but he joined the American Army. He went to uh, captain school, and when he was separated from the army, they gave him a grade of captain. Okay. He was released from the army, went to California, and joined the Postal Service. Things were so great in those particular days, okay, that um, Uncle Willie had bought stock in the Bank of America, Giannini's Bank, who started the Bank of America. Bought stock there, notified my mother and father that he's making money. Put money in the stock market. And the re I want to listen to this because it's a repetition of what has happened. You ask me a question and it shows exactly that life repeats itself. Uncle Willie, calling my mother, his sister, put money in the stock market. Where? The Bank of America. Giannini, of course, an Italian. That was the thing. Right. That was the best thing to do, okay? So they, but I would, I would say that Pop, at that point in time, after having worked for about 10 years, he was a, not a cobbler. Uh, he was a, uh, he worked for I Mellet shoes, French lady shoes, okay. And they had nice jobs and nice income. I would say that they invested $5,000 on the advice of Uncle Willie. Okay? That was a lot of money, $5,000. But mind you, 10 years he was working. And, right, how and much was In it? those days you saved your money, right. you didn't how, spend it. How much was a car? Uh, the, the cars at that time was $400, $500. Okay. And all the Paisanis, okay, they all bought the, the Ford, they called it the Ziggy Ziggy, okay, because that's what the, the motor sounded. And uh, they made money. Uncle Willie would call his sister, put money in the market, okay? The market was going up. Called again, look, put more money, pop. Say, I can't, I don't have any. Go to the Morris plan. They loan money, okay? So, Pop goes to the Morris plan and borrows $2,000, invests it. Mm. Now he's got $7,000 of his own money, and probably they had twelve dollars or $14,000 increase in the, in the market. 
Uncle Willie called his sister, my mother, and said, put more money in it, this thing is going to go up and up. Do, do you see how things are repeating themselves? So, Pop said, well, we don't have any more money. They're giving second mortgages. What's the happening today? What's yeah. happening today? Pop goes down, get the second mortgage. Now he's got five of his own, 2,000 from the Mars plan, 2,000 from the private mortgage people. I remember going down every month and paying the, the man his, uh, his interest on the mortgage. 1929 came, wiped them out. Okay. At that point in time, as I say, my father was working for I. Miller. At that point in time, the Campo Shoe Machine Company, which was one of the first automatic machines that would make shoes, okay? Pop lost his job. I always, I always related that aspect of the, uh, of, uh, of the, the, the progression of what was going on at the time as being the fault of the depression in the stock market, the mm -hmm. drop stuff, but that wasn't it. I remember my father, and they, after that happened, it, uh, it, it, it was very hard. Mom and Pop, of course, were arguing all the time. And I remember my father wouldn't go down to the corner to get milk because he was so proud. Okay? Going back to my childhood, you were, my mother and father were Italian immigrants. When I was born, and I have, I have the empathy and the sympathy for what is going on today, people that, you know, immigrants mm -hmm. that don't speak English, mm -hmm. sent me, put me in kindergarten. How I learned how to speak English, I really don't know. And there are two things that impressed me as I look back at my life. I was always slim, short, young kid, okay? My name is James Silvio Quaresima. The Quaresima starts with the Q, okay? And the teachers at that time would, would line the children, the students up according to alphabetical order <laughs> so that they could call Adolf or the James or depending on what, where the letter of the, mm -hmm. his last name was. So here I am, and this does make an impression, I think, on self-consciousness, if you want to call it that. yesterday, uh, alternative medicine. Um, it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that you may or may not 
like or believe in, you know, um, and that's kind of up to you. We kind of feel like you should be able to make your own health choices. I feel like that's an important uh, thing. And so if you want to really? make, if you want to. You don't think the government should do that? No, I don't think so. But at the same time, Pat, uh-huh. I also don't think that the government should be funding alternative resources, uh, medicines that they don't actually have any scientific backing for. Hmm. If you want to take something like Jeffy takes, uh, hmm. What was that? A speed? What is that? The thing you take? I, I forgot the name of it. Uh, Smack. What, what time of day? Okay. <laughs> Je- Jeffrey takes a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. None of them are alternative medicines. Um, no. But if you well, want because to take, they've been it, tested, right. right? If you want to say, "Hey, this works for me," that's great, and you should be able to do that. The question is, does the government fund it? And I think you'll see the answer mm-hmm. to this is yes. In fact, they're really the reason we are familiar with these things. Like uh, you know, yeah, it's that not was the, the point. Yeah, that's kind of the point of this. It's really amazing. It's done by reason, and they did a really good job with it. Watch it. In 1984, Congress presented a comprehensive report on fraudulent medicine in America. Their conclusion was a scandal. Con artists swindled the public out of ten billion dollars a year. Untested herbs and mystical energy therapies filled the aisles of health stores and the mm-hmm. back pages of disreputable magazines. Yep. preyed on the elderly, the desperate, and the terminally ill. Fifty experts from leading medical institutions called for tougher enforcement against a practice few Americans had even heard of at the time. Alternative medicine. Are you ready for a president who will turn this country in a new direction? Following a failed presidential (laughs) bid, Senator Tom Harkin of Iowa thought he'd found both a cure for his hay fever and a remedy for American health care. Back in the late 80s, he believed that bee pollen cured his allergies. Well, right. it did. So, I mean, again, if that might be fine for him, uh, I don't know that, mm-hmm. that, again, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of science behind that, but if you believe it, that's fine. Whatever. You know what works really well, what? and everybody should do this, and I think it should be funded by the U.S. government, what? is you put um, uh, copper mm-hmm. underneath your mattress. Really? Yeah, and it sucks all the toxins out of hmm. your body. So you need like a... Uh, like something to catch all the toxins underneath where you sleep but before your mattress so Mm -hmm. the toxins don't get all over your mattress you don't want that but But, jeffy does have a lot of toxins on his mattress yeah but then you put a bunch of pennies under the under the under the mattress and it just sucks all that stuff really wow see i didn't know that awesome and and, you know magnets this is a great example that's not well pennies Mm -hmm. aren't magnets well, pennies and magnets. <laughs> so yeah, so it's copper magnets, I think, is copper what magnets. you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll get into the copper magnet debate in just a moment. Uh, but what's interesting to me about this is here is a thing that happens to a person in government that they probably legitimately believe is uh, helps yeah. them, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of and it maybe just it becoming, did. and maybe, yeah. it did. and instead of just saying, you know what, you guys should try that. Uh, a lot of companies out there produce it. Why not you give it a shot if you want to try it? Because he's he's a he's senator he's, he's from senator, Iowa. He and he's a Democrat. Just say that, right? So he goes and he makes it into something mm-hmm. much much larger. Watch. And so he created the Office of Alternative Medicine. So it was an oh. office with a director, and mm-hmm. he devoted a few million dollars to that. Our next speaker is That's the director of the right new there. Office of yes, Alternative Medicine at the <laughs> National Institutes of Health. Please help me welcome Dr. Joseph Jacobs. The art of medicine consists of amusing the patient while nature cures a disease. And um, my job was to objectively evaluate 
mm -hmm. whether or not these therapies had a therapeutic benefit. Okay. With degrees from Columbia, Wharton, and Yale Medical School, Dr. Jacobs had all the preferred credentials of the medical establishment. Mm. But as an American Indian, Jacobs also had first-hand experience with traditional Mohawk herbal remedies that had been in use for centuries. Oh, and that appealed to the alternative community. Sure. I had been raised in a certain belief system that there were other things besides you know, white man's medicine that were, Thank you. were important. As a medicine Thank man you. with establishment credentials, <laughs> Jacob seemed the ideal candidate to bring alternative medicine out of the shadows exactly. and into mainstream medical practice. Yes, right. from as, white man. as a man who is uh, mostly Cherokee myself. <laughs> Uh, I, can I can relate to that. You're mostly Cherokee, like mostly, you're mostly vegetarian? Most, yes, mm -hmm. yes, I'm mostly Cherokee. As you know, I mean, they took the, my whole Cherokee nation and they locked us on a reservation. They took away our <laughs> way of life. <laughs> Tomahawk and the bow and knife. How did you? Yeah, yeah, I, thought, how'd I, you I just know? had a guess. I had how'd a guess. You no. Know? Yeah. All the beads we made by hand? Yeah, I remember that. You know where they're made nowadays? Probably, uh, Japan. Oh. Well, well, first China. Japan, then, then, then more now. nowadays, probably China. China, Indonesia. Or Indonesia or India. But not then. Not then. Not when they originally no, took right, it away. Right, it was mostly Japan was mostly back Japan. then. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that was a big cultural yeah. reference at the Bastards, time. Bastards, they, they took away our native tongue as well. <laughs> and, they, and they taught their damn English to our young. Yeah. Trying to ram their <laughs> While you're speaking English. The song is also medicine. English. <laughs> I was one of the young people that they taught their stinking English. Oh, to, those so, bastards. Uh, yeah. um, but but I, there's more, right? But that's an interesting, got, quickly on, the, on him, that's an interesting combination, right? You get this sure highly is. educated okay, guy. Super Yale? Yep, Yale, Wharton, and Columbia. Yeah, wow. That's and, a good combination. And a Native American background. Yeah. Grew up with this stuff. You've got to believe the liberals... Loved yeah, this guy. You'd think. Loved. Um, I mean, he's the male version of Elizabeth Warren. Yes. No, he's not. Elizabeth did <laughs> not mean, grow up. That's... We'll come back to that as well in a minute. Here's uh, part three. After two years on the job, Dr. Jacobs resigned. Uh oh. Harkin oh, no. and his political cronies probably wanted somebody else, but uh, they wanted me to do their bidding, and I really couldn't do that. Once he was gone, the advisory mm. council was free to present its own view of the future of American medicine. This is a big thing throughout it. Chi? Alternative medicine, Weird. expanding medical horizons, was a landmark report, marking the first time the government had ever taken a favorable look at medical practices that had been relegated to the fringes of American society. It was a total reversal of the 1980s report on quackery energy medicine, homeopathy, and magnetherapy were no longer seen as the domain of con artists. With state support, these treatments and others like them would be taken out of the shadows and integrated into mainstream medicine, providing hope for a more effective, lower-cost health care in America. It's amazing because, I mean, you got to watch the whole wow. thing. It's at Reason.com, and it's, uh, it's called, uh, do I have the name of it? I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. It's Search for, uh, if you actually search for... That looks interesting. The cupping um, Michael Phelps story, mm -hmm. there's a link to it there, because that's, wh that's where I actually discovered it, reading about the cupping thing, about how that's not actually a, It's another one of these alternative therapies. And that's, again, like, not to say that every alternative therapy is bad, but, I mean, it, you know, A, you want to obviously look into these things seriously and realize... Be, uh, look at them with a skeptical eye, mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. Secondly, should the government be spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year... Uh, on these things when because uh, they show the whole thing after the guy um, stepped down Harkin got pissed 
And Harkin um, started complaining about this office he created because it never actually approved any of the therapies to show any benefit. Um, so then he raised the funding even higher. He kept raising the funding, raising the funding, raising the funding. And they still really never came up with anything. Um, they had the, the, That one report had a positive view, but they never came up with anything that, like, lock, okay, this one definitely works. Um, and it came to a point where they had to dump it into uh, Obamacare. So now uh, the same, like, like they show they show the process as, like, you know, the, mm. if the bottle, if this is the, the sort of where the body is laying and they, they're going like this to, like, cure the diseases, like, they're just hand motioning above their body. <laughs> it's like that sort of stuff. And, like, I don't, look, if, it's, if that's your thing, that's your thing. We're creating energy uh, so that yeah, your it's body. A G, uh, yeah, energy, yeah. Feel, life force and all this stuff. It's like, that might be your thing, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, whatever, if it's your thing, that's fine. But the government should not be paying for that stuff. I, mean, I, I think quite clearly. Dr. Jeffy says uh, that is his thing. That's a damn and, good uh, picture right there. Uh, um, where is that from? I've never seen uh, that before. Uh, well, uh, the first one, that I, that's what they took when I first graduated from Yale. Uh, <laughs> really? I on, yeah, I was on my way to Columbia there for my grad school uh, doctorate. You went to Columbia like you went to Grenada. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just you didn't. <laughs> you didn't Tell me I didn't again. You and I are going to fight over. I mean, I'm sure I was joking around about the doctor stuff. I'm not joking around about the Grenada stuff. You didn't go to Grenada, uh, Jeffrey. Holy crap. Holy I, don't, I don't mean to inform you. Like, you might actually, at this point, with the amount of drugs and weird things you've done to yourself, you might believe you went, but you didn't go. Oh, I was there, my friend. Oh, uh, maybe on vacation 15 years later. Hemisphere. He doesn't like yeah. to talk about it, Stu. We stopped communism in the Western Hemisphere. All right, my friend? <laughs> He, real right. people actually did. You did not. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell that to my knees. Did storming the beaches. Tell that to his knees. Okay. Tell to your knees. Yeah. Why would I storming tell to your beaches. knees? <laughs> Do your knees have ears? Or no, but they remember the okay. sands of oh. Grenada when we stormed the beaches. Your knees so do, they don't have ears, crawling? but they do have memory. Wait, they why were you memory. walking? You were crawling on your knees through the sands. <laughs> I did. Ducking bullets? Yes. Oh, okay. My friend? I forgot yes. about that. <laughs> For what I've read about that, there wasn't a lot of, well, you being there. It's, there's no record <laughs> That's because I don't like to talk about it. They come banging at my door. I say, no, get away from me. Okay. Why do you talk about it so much then? <laughs> You're the one that brought no, it up. You, telling me you brought it up. You. No, I did not. You, well, you. Well, let's see. I, I think I actually think. did bring that one up okay. at that time. Right. But usually it's here. Right. Um, we have an update in just a moment. 888 back is our phone number. We have an update in just a moment on one of Pat's favorite stories of all time. Yeah. How about that for a sell? How about that? Pat's favorite story of all time. There's update. an update to it. We'll get to it in update. just a moment. Whoop. Right here. Whoop. Uh, the Pat and Stu experience. Whoop. 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 Yes, experience. I think that makes people want to watch more. Whoop. Seven two seven back. Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Uh, one of my favorite stories of all time, which we've brought up, I've brought up repeatedly, is the scientific hoax. And I bring it up because science acts as if they know absolutely everything, and everything they say is gospel. And you just take it to the bank and shut your mouth about it, right? Every every, yeah. every discovery, 
every climate change utterance, we're supposed to just say, oh, okay, wow, scientists said that's... I have to believe it. Now, before you go on, if you're at home and you're a big fan of the show and you want to test to see how big of a fan and a good fan you are, mm-hmm. think about what Pat is going to talk about here. <laughs> think about, he's going to say two words, okay? And they're going one's to... One's a compound word. One's a compound word. Mm-hmm. And just think about it. If you can name it right now, you're an unbelievably solid fan. They got it on the feed. They do? There Absolutely. <laughs> it's Piltdown Man! <laughs> Pat loves the Piltdown Man story. I do. Story. I love the Piltdown Man mm-hmm. story because it shows how science doesn't know everything. They're, they're wrong repeatedly and often. Mm-hmm. Often. Now, they're not wrong about everything, but they're wrong about many things. And they get it wrong at first, and then eventually they figure it out. Well, like the missing link. Okay? They got it wrong at first, but eventually they figured it out. And it didn't take the, more than 40 years. Just the 40. Just the 40 years to figure out that this orangutan skull mixed with two human skulls was not the missing link, but a hoax, a massive hoax perpetrated on mankind to make it look as if, okay, we just proved the evolutionary theory. Here's the missing link. Mm. No. 40 years, they discovered this thing in, well, discovered, in uh, 1912 and uncovered it. They finally figured out it was a hoax in 1952 or 53. I think so. Uh, I mean, a really long time, decades, 40 so. freaking years. And th- w- what they just found out was the uh, Royal Society Open Science did a uh, study on this because they've never really known who did this. They didn't know if it was a group of people or a single guy. And now they have just decided uh, after an intensive research into this that a single forger hoaxed mankind on this mm. and they have pinned it on the guy who originally dug the thing up uh this uh dr dawson and the reason he apparently did it was um he first of all he didn't like this guy uh they think whom he was working with and they thought <laughs> really it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like i have a ho- strong belief in evolution and want to prove it once and for it doesn't all doesn't seem to be no no it was just like it he didn't like the be. guy he was working for right to, uh. now he knew all the things to do to get the british royal society to say oh my gosh that really is piltdown man he made it look like it was five hundred thousand years old uh he put mm. it all together in in a way that he knew they would they'd be expecting a large brain an ape-like face and jaws and heavily fossilized material. So, and he knew how to do all that stuff. Yeah, because he was already working in this field. Yes, and um, and so uh, he, but he had. This wasn't the only thing he did. He did thirty-eight fake finds like this. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was a he, he was a, a shtick serial hoaxer, hmm. and uh, and so he did things like a stone axe that he faked a fraudulent flint mine at uh, some group of caves and what he claimed was one of the first bronze statuettes linked to roman times so he'd been doing it for a long time and he knew how to do it so it's kind of interesting that yeah. they they pitted on this one guy they thought originally it might have been a priest who was really against um uh evolutionary theory and they also thought because uh um arthur conan doyle who wrote sherlock holmes series was also anti-evolution. And he lived near Piltdown. They thought he might have done it. Really? Yeah, but it turns out apparently So not. they, they thought it was someone guy. who was actually against the evolution theory? Yeah. Because I would have think yeah. it would be someone like a major, you know, Darwin supporter. Well, because they were hoaxing this guy, and I guess they fit, the thought process was 
the scientists will realize this is a hoax immediately, and here's this guy trying to pawn it off as real. But that did not happen. Uh, that didn't happen for four freaking years. That's how easy it was to fool these scientists. All right, Jeff, hey, what do you no, have? I just want to say congratulations are in order uh, to, to uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, who just purchased a new beachfront home what? Uh, on Wait, Champlain what? Uh, Island. Small uh, uh, hut. Small hut uh, facing Vermont on his island for, for the summer home. A oh, new summer so home. So it's not his he only home. He just purchased it. Uh, yeah, he plopped it. It's, it's only 600000 Okay. Only so six hundred thousand dollar vacation home, Mr. Income Inequality, on, on Mr. Socialism. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, on uh, Champlain Islands, uh, and he wanted to make sure that we didn't Fantastic. face New York; we faced Vermont. So, well, congratulations. Brian. How many houses does he have now? Uh, well, for sure, he has the the home in Burlington, right? Uh, and then he has and the summer one. home. Yes. I think he might even have one other. <laughs> and he does it right after he's out of the right. Election, yeah. By the way. Right. Uh, what a hypocrite. Uh, if the countdown man was a scam.